0: On today's episode of Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling, it is uh, a lot like last week where it's just me and Chad. Uh, Joe is once again at that place, and um, there's a decent chance we might not be hearing from Joe for, a, I don't know, another two or three weeks. He's uh, He just loves being at that place. He actually, he said, he texted me earlier, this is a private conversation, he said, I actually hate the drunk dudes talking wrestling fans. And I would prefer just not to be on the show. I would rather be at that place is exactly, those are his, his words, not mine. Um, so, you know, do what you will with that information, but yeah, that's, that's just how Joe felt. So he's doing you real dirty right now. When you listen to this, he's doing you real dirty. (laughs) Yeah. I don't even know if Joe's editing. So if he does edit it. Probably not even going to hear any of that. Um, But we've got lots of news this week. Uh, Some of it's uh, the bigger news, the Sasha Naomi news is going to get covered when we do the weekly recap. Uh, A couple other like smaller news pieces that don't really go into the the weekly recap. And then we have retro beer ratings from No Mercy 1999, not to be mistaken with No Mercy, not to be mistaken with No Mercy, the United States version, which was from October of that year versus the united kingdom version which i don't remember when that one was from like may or june um you're a big dumb idiot if you ended up watching the uh, a little bit of the the united states version before you realized everything was like, like really fucked up dylan did but that i don't know who dude <laughs> I Was to say i don't know who could have done that but yeah i'll talk about why or how i noticed it later when we get into it um As always, you can follow us on Twitter at DDT WrestlePod. Chad, are you ready to go? Oh, yeah. Oh, let's go. Welcome into episode 57 of the Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling. I am Dylan. I'm joined by Chad. Chad's really tired. Yeah, I am. Dude, why are you so tired? It's been a long week. Yeah, but what time did you get up today? Seven-ish. Dude, that's not even that bad. Yeah, but like I haven't gotten more than like five hours of sleep at all those weeks. Oh my goodness. Here so, we go. It's probably a culmination event. Oh my gosh. Is that like all you do is complain. That was just me telling the- <laughs> all right. Um backstory of why I'm tired, but okay. But You're yeah out tonight. Like I said, like I said, in the in the intro, Joe is once again not here. Uh for real, though. He did not say any of those things that I said. Uh that's just me fucking with him, really, if he ends up for when he ends up listening to this. Um, but I, I do hope that, so he did text us and say that he will most certainly be back, uh, by what episode 60 should be three weeks from now. But as far as the next two weeks, we're still unsure. He's just on a fucked up schedule. I might go underway on the 31st, dude. I might not be here in two weeks. Yikes. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> I might just do it by myself. um, I can, I can do, I can do 30 minutes by myself. I can't, I I would just flounder. Um, But anyways, let's get into, let's get in some of the news. Uh, Really a lot of the news this week is just like quick hit stuff. Um, Other than the stuff that we're going to cover in the weekly recap, because the biggest news of the week, which is undoubtedly Sasha and Naomi. uh, We're going to cover that during Monday night raw Um, quick hit stuff. We'll just get some quick reactions from it, Chad. Uh, Rick Flair is going to wrestle one more match. Uh, he's finally going to retire after this oh, one last. Finally, match. well, oh, no, now, like, now he's retiring. He's never had a retirement match before, so like I'm glad he's finally getting his retirement match. You know, I don't know what you were watching, but the rest of us watched him retire years ago in one of the best matches in WrestleMania history.
1: This well, and then he, and disgrace. then he had that. No well, one wants to watch this.
0: He had another retirement match against Sting, but those those were not real retirement matches. This is a real one that everyone knows it's real. Like you don't go out losing at WrestleMania. That's not the way to go out. That's how everyone goes out. <laughs> <laughs> Undertaker didn't. Okay. Sure. That one stands alone. You're supposed to go out on your back. We all know that. I go out on my back all the time. Oh. That's naughty. (laughs) Um, Yeah, for real, though, uh, excitement level for this, uh, I would have to put mine. Well, at least for seeing Ric Flair wrestle uh, at least or I guess at the very most a negative two. I I was about to say negative three. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't want to see this at all. Am I going to tune in if I'm able to? Probably. It's going to be on some indie show. You know, it's not going to be a big thing. No one's going to want to air that. Well, no, it's not that. It's just like there's a chance that I could see somebody die in in the ring that's not wrestling. Watch. Someone that's not wrestling Rey Mysterio. I could see somebody. I mean, die. We have Over the Edge next, right? It's coming up. I don't know when. It, is it next? It is next. Oh fuck! We can just wait till we retro pay per view Over the Edge. You don't have Jesus. to watch a Flair's last match. Well, we have so many pay per views coming up. I don't know when the next time a retro is coming up. I think it's between. Um, Hell in a Cell and Forbidden Door, we get like two in a row, but I I'm not for certain on that. Is that included in your house being announced as a Saturday pay-per-view? It's on the same weekend as Hell in a Cell. So yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, got it. Um, but yeah, just like I'm not I don't actually want Ric Flair to die. That's just a joke, but like it's not for real be though, there's a decent chance the man is going to die in the ring. He j- barely survived the last what was it, heart attack or stroke? Yeah. I really don't. He got watch. physical at the at at uh, Triple Mania what last year when Kenny Omega fought Andrade. Andrade, but it it was ugly, like, and it was not like him wrestling. So it's gonna be bad. It's gonna Did be rough. See, to watch. Uh, Ricky Steamboat declined to be his opponent. I thought he accepted. No, I saw an article that said he was he declined. He was he was the one that they uh they offered and he declined. Oh, as he should have probably, like I just don't like just Ric Flair. One question: Why, dude? Just why? You don't need to do this. No one's asking for this. But anyways, um, a couple other quick hit things. I thought one of the funnier things from this week was uh this Tony Khan interview where he was saying like he's got, he's got all of his shit planned out for uh Rampage and Dynamite uh leading up into the shows and then he had a he took a jab at Vince McMahon he's like if you have a show on Monday and all you have this team of writers that writes the shows and then someone shows up on Monday and just completely flips out and rips up the script and he's sitting there he's like what the fuck were you doing all weekend he's like i worked my ass off over the weekend to make sure my shows are great and at first i was just like yeah what is vince doing all weekend that on monday we need to walk in and rip up the script to monday night raw but i don't know he's been doing it for so much longer that like i can't i don't know it, it and then also just there's all these rumors of like turmoil backstage at aew who, who knows i just thought it was like funny listening to it like at like first like the first listen I think Tony Khan needs to learn to not jab a company that makes billions more dollars than he does. I don't think it's a good look. It seems petty to me that he consistently takes shots at the WWE. Like they're so to this day, I know they're putting out a great product and everything on AEW. It's still financially nowhere near what the WWE is. Well, yeah, it will not be for a long time. The WWE has the has the whole peacock deal. They have a global reach. The merch yep. is better. Like they don't farm out to pro wrestling tees. Yep. Bigger venues. Yep. I, it's, it's just like it's, a, it's, not it's, even ta- it's taking so much. It's AEW's done great up in like for what they've done in, in this. It is, it is basically like three years up to this point. Yep. Like they've done great. I think they've done well beyond what I ever thought they were going to. I, I honestly kind of thought they would be done by now. When they first started and i'm glad that they're not because it's so much like it's so much more consistently entertaining than wwe is but yeah i don't I don't it's know it's entertaining to have a different product than wwe that's as big think, a scale as wwe can be yeah i think that's the thing this is like it, it's just so much more different it is it is it is for it is it's basically a wrestling company that's not strictly for kids, like a lot of WWE, a lot of what they put on TV is pretty much just for kids. I think it's kid friendly, I wouldn't put it, yeah, for kid kids, but it's definitely kid like friendly. Kid friendly. It's like almost yeah. nothing is that's on AEW is kid friendly, <laughs> yeah, we can talk about that when we get to Wednesday. I have one gripe and complaint about that show. Oh, uh, and then the last thing, uh, Stephanie McMahon announces that she's taking a leave of absence to focus on family. Uh, this coming at the same time that I saw today that triple H is back full time. So I don't know, I guess she's just spending time with her kids and that's it. It's probably cause like when he was sick and hurt, he, he was probably at home taking care of the kids the whole time. And she's probably picking up his slack a little bit at the company. Yeah. And then I read that Nick Khan is going to be taking over a lot of the stuff that she did.
1: Yeah.
0: I have nothing mad to, or negative to say about Nick Khan. So Hopefully the product stays as good as it's been recently. I, I will say I've really enjoyed a lot of WWE stuff recently. It has been pretty good recently, which is surprising. I've enjoyed a lot. Um, do you have any other news other than that's not Sasha Naomi related? I have a lot of Sasha Naomi news. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get to that. We're going to get to that when we talk uh, the weekly recap. Uh, well, let's get, let's get straight into our retro beer ratings then. Uh, no mercy from the UK. Disclaimer from the UK, <laughs> 1999. I have to say from the UK because uh, I talked about it a little bit in the intro. There is a No Mercy from the US also in 1999 from later in the year. Um, if you search No Mercy on Peacock, that's going to be the first one that shows up. And if you click on that, that's just not the pay-per-view that we were reviewing this week. And I watched... The first match, which was it it, at that point, it kind of made it still kind of made sense because it was the Godfather versus Midian, who had Viscera by his side. So, like, the ministry was still kind of a thing. And I was like, okay, I guess this makes sense. And then they cut backstage, and this is going to be a big spoiler alert. So, um, earmuffs if you want. But they cut backstage to, well, no, not really cutting backstage, but they cut to a promo from earlier in the day. And it was a promo by the World Wrestling Federation champion, Triple H. And you were like super confused. (laughs) I was like, what the fuck is going on right now? The belt was blue and Austin didn't have the belt. And Triple H was facing Austin later that night. And I was like, what the fuck happened in the last? Month between these two pay per views. So then the first thing I did was I looked at the aftermath of Backlash, which didn't show me shit. And then I looked at the main event of No Mercy UK and it was like Triple H versus Stone Cold versus Undertaker. And I was like, this also kind of makes sense. But then I looked and it said Austin was the champ going in. And I was like, I was just so confused. And then. I finally saw that no mercy also had something in 1999 from the U S and it was from Cleveland. Cause the thing that fucked me up the most was like, they opened the show and they were like, welcome to no mercy. We're live here in Cleveland. And I remember us talking about it like off air, like, all right, yeah, the next one's no mercy in the UK. And they were like, welcome to no mercy in Cleveland. And I was like, I thought this was supposed to be in the fucking UK. Well, guess not. And I just kept watching it. <laughs> Does it's, not pay attention to signs that clearly point he was watching the wrong thing. I'm just such a fucking idiot, is what it was. Yeah, I also looked at the speaking Wikipedia. Of signs, looked up Wikipedia page. I was like, this is not the first match. And Wikipedia can be wrong. But yes, speaking of signs, I have I have six, but part of that is because some of the pay-per-view I was not heavily invested in. Yeah. I don't have that many signs either. Uh, this wasn't a great sign crowd, I would say, which is Uh, a lot of bland signs, but I will say the first sign I wrote down is one of my all time favorite signs I've ever seen. So the first sign I saw, it was pretty close to the opening. It said stone cold is sex on legs. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yep. That's, that's the very first one I wrote down. Um, my my next one I got was uh, right up on the ramp. This is perfectly placed, especially with the amount of times that Shane McMahon walked out during the night. It just said Shane is a bitch. <laughs> Shane is a bitch. Yeah, I wrote that one down too. <laughs> it was just great. Anytime he was entering, and then the guy just held it up like right next to his face. Shane is a bitch. I saw a lot of puppy signs. Show us the puppies. I've got puppy fever. Yeah, just ones that said he's lots okay. of a lot of boob i have i have one that i got before uh i've got puppy fever was out the that was the puppy one that i wrote down um here's the one that i had before that one <laughs> This is probably my favorite sign of the night uh i don't know why i just thought it was fucking hilarious and i think it i think this was right behind jr and king it says i wish i was a lesbian what? <laughs> I was just like, what the fuck? Like, why? Why would you make that your sign? It's just fucking that's hilarious. hilarious. I'm assuming a dude had that? Yeah. Oh, my God. The 90s were wild. I don't have anything else that's really that good. Oh, you don't have anything else? Not um, really. I'm pretty sure that same person that had the I wish I was a lesbian sign on the other side, because this is from the exact same, like, vantage point same area and the handwriting was the same the i'm pretty sure it was the other side of a sign or just another sign it said new jack stabbed me oh i did see that one yeah <laughs> uh this then, is about the time you had that controversy in ecw right yeah i think so um and then the last one i got just said i like bananas i like <laughs> bananas. i don't like bananas what I'll eat like a normal banana, but I don't like I don't really like them that much. I hate banana flavored things. Banana flavored things are terrible. Did you know that that's what bananas used to taste like? Allegedly. Yeah, I have I to say that for I've heard that every banana we eat today is all a GMO of some bastardized version of a banana that they've now scrubbed out original bananas with. Yeah, and bananas used to taste like what banana-flavored things taste like. And if you know, if that were the case however many hundreds or thousands of years ago, I also would have hated bananas. Because banana-flavored things are the most disgusting now. thing in the world. Yeah, like banana Laffy Taffy is disgusting. Just the Hate worst. It. The worst. Don't put banana-flavored anything in candy ever again. Please stop disgusting. making banana-flavored candy. Runts. Oh, uh, runs, yeah, the little banana taffy. runs. Oh, yeah, it's just the worst. Um, but the so Speaking of the worst, <laughs> <laughs> the corporate ministry opened up the show um yep. <laughs> led by Shane McMahon. So, he goes he goes basically he goes and runs down the card and cuts probably one of the worst promos I've ever seen a McMahon cut. Yeah. Um, he runs down the card, he says that he he cuts through a couple matches that the ministry is involved in and then uh, goes through his match for the European Championship, which I guess was defunct at this point, but then he brought it back. I didn't even know that, but he's now the champ and he's fighting X-Pac later this night. <laughs> and then he says that the triple threat match later in the night is now a, a no holds barred match, but that's not what he said. He said it's a no holds barred match or something like that like is <laughs> the way that he said it and you could see undertaker and triple h in the background like smirk when he said it because he just jumbled over his words but the, that's not what i have a problem with here it's that we have a triple we have a triple threat match which would normally be no holds barred. no holds barred <laughs> and yeah, they're making the normal match they're making the triple threat match a no holds barred match I love how after that they didn't even change the they didn't even change like the the introduction for the match or like the what do you call it like in between matches they like highlight the matches the upcoming um yeah like the pre-match screen where it has like all the fighters on yeah. it. Yeah, the yeah tail of the that screen thing. didn't even change. They, they didn't even change it. They just kept calling it a triple threat match. They didn't call it a triple threat no holds barred match. They just kept calling it a triple threat match. Dude, like you tell me the difference. I've got all right option a is a triple trip match option b is a th- is a match with three competitors that's no holds barred spot the difference i can't exactly it's possible <laughs> I, w- I, just- I do remember when i was watching it. i thought about the same thing you were talking about and the only thing i can remember to like counteract your argument is i do remember back in the day in old-school WWE SmackDown versus Raw games, if you did a triple threat or a Fatal Foray, and you started just swinging foreign objects at people, you would get disqualified, and it would become a triple threat or a singles match. Yeah, and so I remember that happening to me all the time, but I don't think that was the real rule. I think that was just the game being stupid. Yeah, blame it on the game. That sounds dumb as fuck. Speaking of dumb as fuck, um, the first <laughs> match... Really, this entire card, mostly. Yeah, this card was not good. Uh the first the first match was Tiger Ali Singh, not to be confused with uh Joe's good friend Sottenham Singh. Uh he <laughs> took on Gilberg. I love the Pyro, the different Gilberg on the entrance ramp. They had people with sparklers instead of like real pyro. I counted it though. Oh, I count that too. That's that's how they always did Gilberg. Yeah, that's funny. I've never really watched Gilberg matches. Like that was not something I have like went back in time to watch. No, you know? I never went back in time seeking it out. I just remember, I I remember seeing it on like some documentary somewhere that like, um, they might've been like the, uh, the attitude era documentary they used to have on the WWE yeah. Network, where they talked about that. Um, a couple notes from this one though, Tony Chimmel is ring announcing. Oh, he's there now. So okay. I think SmackDown is coming soon slash might already be there. I don't know. And then, uh, while, while Tiger Ali Singh, like after he does his pre match promo, JR goes, Singh is going to be facing Goldberg. I, I mean, Gilbert. <laughs> and then it's like, doesn't it make a difference, anyways. So, <laughs> like, I, I don't know if that was meant as a jab or if he actually fucked it up. Knowing JR, he probably fucked it up. Yeah. Did you hear his quote on Dynamite this week? Uh, he, it's like, he, someone else messed something up. And then JR was like, you know, it's okay when you mess up, but if I had messed up, the whole internet wouldn't let me down or wouldn't let me live <laughs> that one down because the internet, like, jumps on JR the minute he messes anything up. Yeah, the dude is, like, almost 80 years old or whatnot. Like
1: Yeah, he barely survived, like, like eight a stroke. strokes.
0: Yeah. Let but, the man be, internet. Yeah. That's to you, all our fans out there who talk shit about JR. Yeah, don't talk shit about JR. He's the GOAT. Um, and then the only other thing that I had Actually, I, the only things that I have for this match is the pre-match stuff. So, yeah. Tiger Ali sings promo beforehand. Um, he asks the crowd if they would cheer for him more if he was a taxi cab driver, That's and racist. then they cheered. And then they cheered. Yeah, because they're racists. <laughs> it was. I was like, oh boy. You know what? In 1999, probably pretty funny. Nowadays, I Ali Singh did win this match, and it was not very long at all. I will. That's the only note I have. Super well, short, bad yeah, match. The, I mean, the crazy thing is he beat the, and I quote, "often imitated, never duplicated," Gilbert. <laughs> <laughs> is Jesus, what they Christ. called him. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Singh he he puts away Gilbert despite Gilbert hitting a massive spear during the match. It's massive being a joke here. <laughs> <laughs> Most it was the wimpiest spear I've ever seen. It was so bad. Wimpy, um, wimpy, wimpy. I counted it as a finisher, though. I did too. <laughs> <laughs> Which is probably why this is able to get a very soft half a beer. I mean, we had two entrances. We had a uh, pyro in the form of sparklers. sparklers. <laughs> we had a two count. We had a finisher spear and we had the finish. <laughs> yeah. So, like, that Boy. was it. Yeah. Um, Half I would say beer. I would say after this match though, probably I would say the second best match of the night, the six man tag. I think I enjoyed. I enjoyed this, this was good. I would put it third. I liked the Shane McMahon X Pac match. Okay, yeah, I like that one too. Uh, I that think one kept I, me on the I edge of my I seat. I think I just I think I just liked this six man tag a lot because Viscera was in it, and I love what? making what? <laughs> fun, I love making fun of Viscera. Oh, so oh. you can't do that. He's dead. <laughs> I mean, I love watching Viscera wrestle. I'll cut that. Um, <laughs> one note, and this is what Tony Chimmel said. This is not me. A Combined, 1,050 pounds for Viscera and the Acolytes. I mean, Bradshaw is like seven feet tall. So six feet. He, yeah, he's not that tall, but he's tall. Ron Simmons is tall. Viscera is tall. So it's not just big, but I mean, Viscera is like 400 (laughs) of the pounds. It's just disgusting. Uh, But they took on the brood. uh, And yeah, there was lots of tags here. And in my opinion, I thought Christian put on an absolute master class in being the tag partner that gets the shit beat out of them for 15 minutes straight. I mean that's Christian's. Christian has always been the that that partner in that partnership. There's always one like Jeff is always that person, and the Hardys. You know Christian's been on that person in the Edge. Christian Devon was always that person in the the Dudleys. There's always that one part of the one in the ring getting his ass kicked for more often than not. Enzo. Enzo. Oh wow! Enzo got his ass kicked for like. Twenty minutes a match, <laughs> you know. As shitty of a person, I don't as remember Enzo, any offensive moves from Enzo. As shitty, well, he did the little feet shuffle like uh, Shane does, yeah, and then uh, tried to throw punches. But yeah, he he mostly just got the shit beat out of him. He's yeah, he did honestly. <laughs> as shitty of a person as he is, he's probably the goat at getting the shit beat okay. out of him during during a tag team match. Um. And I would then, say that's Jeff Hardy, but I would put him a close second. Well, that's because Jeff Hardy is your second favorite wrestler behind Shane McMahon, who we got to see on this card. Shane McMahon. That's not your favorite wrestler. Yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> um, I wanted to debut a new, uh, a new thing here, and it's called, uh, what is Jerry Lawler talking about? <laughs> okay. So, Jerry, Jerry Lawler. Jerry Lawler and I quote said, "Everything around here is hard." What is Jerry Lawler talking about? The table, the announce table. That's pretty close. Uh, he was talking about the ring and the environment, like around the ring. Okay, okay, that's pretty. It, you yes, but I'm, I'm I'm basically just taking these out of out of context quotes from Jerry Lawler that can definitely can definitely be misconstrued as sexual, which I did here when he said, "Everything around here is hard." Because I'm pretty sure JR followed it up with, What are you talking about?
1: (laughs) At this point,
0: JR just expects everything out of his mouth to be inappropriate. Yeah, Uh, yeah, exactly. And I'm just going to keep trying to find those. I'm sure it's not going to be hard to find a quote like that every single retro pay per view because Jerry Lawler's a shithead. But, uh, oh, actually, yeah, a huge shithead. I forgot he said the thing again. Uh, oh yeah, he did Kane. say the thing again We'll yeah, get to did. that later uh, Yeah. Another Jerry Lawler quote from this match When he was talking about Viscera He said, look how wide he is He has to turn sideways to go into stores Which I don't think oh. that would help I don't think that would help Viscera either way Yeah <laughs> Round is round <laughs> <laughs> That's not how circles work, JR Yeah, I think I think at some point you just send somebody in to get your groceries for you or you ride one of the scooters. Viscera looks like a scooter-riding guy. Like, rides a scooter around Walmart to grab mean one. He was a scooter-riding guy. At, at this... <sighs> at this point in his <laughs> life.
1: <laughs>
0: Damn it. Oh, boy. I'm going to do that, this whole pay-per-view. There's so many dead people. Oh, there really is. What, what, do you ha- what else do you have from this match? I wrote a note saying this was way better than I expected because when this started, I was like, oh, God, this is going to be so bad. But I thought the hot tags were really good in this match. Mm-hmm. I thought the hot tags were, like, perfectly placed. And the, uh, the Acolytes and Viscera win this match uh, as is a common theme for the rest of the night. That The corporate ministry picks up a win. Or just standing tall. Yeah. Maybe not necessarily winning. Yeah. You're right. You're um, right. Oh, actually, one more thing. Uh, I wanted to say that I agree with Joe. Christian looks dumb with long hair yeah. and his shirt. I do agree. I can't wait for them to no longer be the brood and just be Christian and Edge. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. How um, Three and a quarter beers, though. Nice. This is a good match. It was. I would. I would. I would definitely go back and watch this. Yeah, this man, this car did have three matches, I think, that were good enough to warrant a rewatch, which is more than shocking. Usual. Yeah, shocking for a UK pay per view because those are usually just atrocious. Yeah, what was Remember, that? Remember, uh, what was that Capital Carmen? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Um, I think that has permanently added itself to the list of things that we just hate that we talk about way too often. Well, General Hall, Capital Carnage. (laughs) A lot of it is because of how much you hyped it up and were even hyped it. You were you were just so mad that it wasn't on Peacock, and then all of a sudden it was. But when it wasn't on Peacock, you were so mad that it wasn't there that you were about to pay way too much money to buy it on (laughs) DVD just so you could say that you watched a shitty old pay per view. I have a problem and it's like a personality problem where I'm a completionist and to just skip that would have been like painful to my soul. That's true. Because when we said we started all the retros in the attitude era, you were like, what about all the pay-per-views before that? And then you just started watching all the ones, before you know, where that? I'm at right now. I don't even want to know. I have, but yes, I have caught up all the way through. I am watching Survivor Series 1990. So, I have watched six WrestleManias, three Royal Rumbles, a bunch of other pay-per-views. So, you have or have not watched Undertaker debut? I just watched it. They're the last match I watched on Survivor it's Series the 1990. You also got to see the gobbledygooker. He's not there yet. He's later in the pay-per-view. Oh, you're on Survivor Series 19. I'm on it now. The match I just watched was the Million Dollar Team versus the Dream Team, which was Ted DiBiase versus... American Dream Dusty Rhodes' team and the mystery member of Million Dollar Dream. Wait, wait, wait. Let me guess. It was The Undertaker. It was The Undertaker. It was the mystery member of the Million Dollar Team, for Ted DiBiase. That's crazy. I never knew that. That was a total yep. guess. So I literally just watched it like two days ago. Mm. The Undertaker Undertaker's you. Very cool. Speaking of things I just watched, uh, I just watched No Mercy from the uk (laughs) and after that six-man tag team match uh was an excellent match between the lethal weapon steve blackman and uh puke aka draws this dude has the 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 assortment of bad 90s tattoos That's my first note. Is Draws has the worst tattoos that were created in the nineties. They're all like bad tribal tattoos. So you notice the tattoos. I noticed the fucking dumbass giant blue fuzzy top hat that he wore down to yeah. the ring, making him <laughs> also, look like he was in the movie Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, that was, was also like, terrible. what is this guy doing? This guy had like weird facial hair from the nineties. I think he was wearing like a. They use like a uh, corn rowing his hair. Like, yeah, oh, like God, uh, so like, many bad decisions. Like 13 year old girls who would uh, vacation to Cancun with their parents and be like, oh, I'll get my hair corn Bad choice. <laughs> oh, draws is terrible. This match was terrible. Don't lie to our fans and tell them this was good. <laughs> um, the only note I have from this match was that there were dueling air horn chants throughout yeah. this match because nobody gave a fuck about it and then draws tapped out like a bitch he's the lethal weapon Steve Blackman what do you expect Yeah, and it's got three quarters of a beer because it was long as shit it was like seven to ten minutes long I was like well, man this is way longer than I wanted it to be shits can be long it just kind of depends on if you bring your phone to the bathroom with you or not got a sneezing problem right now I'm allergic to Steve Blackman conversations let's keep going All right. Um, the next thing I took a note on was uh Mankind cutting this promo. Yeah. Uh all I all I wrote was Foley is still God, tell Chad's sister, and then a Mick Foley, and then a Mick Foley quote that where he said, Anyone who's ever seen mankind in the shower knows what a real badass looks like. He said that, yeah, but not to not to call himself a badass, he was saying his ass is bad. That sounds like a thing McFoley would say. Yeah. It looks like a lumpy butt. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't. Yeah. It was phrased more like anyone who's ever seen mankind in the shower knows what a real bad ass looks like. I don't know. He didn't make it seem the way that he said it. This is why he makes a lot more money than I do. It's because he said it the right way. But he didn't make himself sound like a badass. He made his ass sound bad and he did a good job. And it was funny because I, I can relate. I have a badass. I think I have a cute butt. Moving on. Midian versus Kane <laughs> was next. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, pre-match, actually. I, I took this note pre-match. Uh, I said, and I made a bet with myself. Uh, I, I, bet, I bet myself that this match was going to suck. <laughs> well, Midian was in it. So I lost the bet what because i had to watch the match <laughs> <laughs> having to awful. watch midian is automatically going to make you a loser <laughs> this was so bad God. holy The shit. fact that you told me that midian's in a match in october and this pay-per-view only happens in may really depresses me that i'm gonna have to watch like six more pay-per-views worth of midian yeah, god damn it. <laughs> Just wait until you get to that Midian versus Godfather match though. Um oh, I will sp- I will spoil it. one thing now because we're probably going to forget by the time we get there. But the the whole lead up to them having a match was like they had some scuff on like Raw or Smackdown or something like that and Midian or Godfather ended up offering him a uh A woman that's formerly known as a hoe and Midian Midian said no thank you I prefer farm animals that are dead oh my god what (laughs) the fuck I saw that and I was like what the fuck am I watching and I was like oh I'm watching No Mercy from the United States and I turned it off oh I'm not (laughs) looking forward to that at all it's just like what the fuck is going on dude um, But back to this awful Midian match that Kane was in, uh, Jerry Lawler says the unspeakable again. So, fuck you, Jerry Lawler. Called Kane the big red R word again. I got a <sighs> Kane hot take here. Derpy? Have we at this point watched a good Kane match? No, I don't think okay. there are good Kane matches. That's that was my next question. Is now look at everything that you have watched since '99 to now. This guy's a Hall of Famer. He's a two-time world champion. Once his WWE, once his world heavyweight. Do you remember a single good Kane match? No. I think his performances in Money in the Bank were good, but that's yeah, the but only, that's only thing I get. because, well, like we've said a lot of times, the stipulation can make a wrestler look good. Yes. Kane does not have a single good one on one singles match. I guarantee you that's a true statement. He's derpy as fuck. (laughs) He's not that great. Like, he has to be like, he has to be like on that. And I'm not saying he's bad. He's, I'm talking in levels of like safety in the ring. He's on the level of Miz, where like you wrestle Kane, you know, 100% you're not going to get hurt, just like the Miz. So, and I think also that, coupled with the longevity, coupled with like the amount of titles that he's won, despite a lot of them not being world championships. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve to be a Hall of Famer because I think he does. But the I man mean, just does not have good matches. His gimmick alone almost makes him a Hall of Famer. It's a, it's a once in a lifetime gimmick. Yeah. So I will give him that. It was a really good gimmick. It just This is yet again another example of a bad Kane match. Yeah, I don't think we're going to get one. Well, we'll have a lot more to go. So yeah. Um, Speaking the, of bad matches. Yeah. This one, uh, the corporate ministry gets involved. Crazy to think uh, that causes Kane to get the win by disqualification. But Kane also ends up losing because he has to take two splashes from viscera, that which has to terrible hurt. has to hurt. Right. For a total of how many beers? Uh, three quarters. Once again, not even one. <laughs> but that's not the lowest rated match on the card. Neither is <laughs> Tiger Ali Singh versus Gilberg, because that honor goes to this next match, which I originally wrote down as Tori versus Sable. Uh, because that's what I assumed it was gonna be. Yep. Well, it was not, it was not the case. Um, huge girl slash bitch, I don't know, Nicole Bass. Um she accompanied Sable to the ring, and then Sable said that she had developed a chest cold and that it was a big problem. Mm-hmm. Jerry Lawler says that he thinks Tori might develop a chest cold because she's now has to go one-on-one with Nicole Bass. Nicole Bass absolutely fucking destroyed. Her. This is like a 20-30-second match. It was awful. It was, was terrible. This was the worst thing on the card, I'm pretty sure. Oh, I have a a question for the guy who created the game on how you would rank something. So I'm watching an old pay-per-view. It's SummerSlam 1990, and you get an entrance for a wrestler who comes to the ring, but then the second wrestler never shows up, and they call the match a forfeit. Would you rank that as a quarter, or would you say that doesn't count as anything? I would say it doesn't count. I would throw that in the other category. I didn't want to rank it because it only got one sip, but this uh, Tori this Nicole what, Bass match did not get much more than one sip. It got three sips, I think. I have maybe, four because I counted that thing she did to in the match as a finisher. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's what I think. I, I can't have two remember. entrances, a finisher, and the end of the match. I don't have it in front of me. I just know I got a quarter of a beer. It was awful. Yep. Jr. Jr. said during the match. Which is crazy that anyone was able to get a quote in during the 22nd match. But JR said <laughs> uh, about Nicole Bass, he said, If I hung out with her, my wife would, would kill me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, JR. Oh, RIP JR's wife, by the way. Um, oh, is she not is she not living anymore? Yeah, she's been dead for uh, at least five years. Oh, that's sad. Sorry, I didn't know that. Boy. Uh, they listed Nicole Bass at six foot three, two hundred forty pounds. Oh my um, god, she could kill me, probably. Yeah. yeah. And uh, then the last thing, right before it cut, right before it cut out to to go to the next match, I heard Jr. say, "That is one big she male." Oh no! <laughs> I
1: was
0: like, "Dude, what the fuck?" <laughs> I'm gonna start watching this shit on mute, so I don't feel like I'm the problem watching it. I don't feel like I'm the problem. This is just our due diligence that we have. Like it's (laughs) our job. It's our generalistic requirement to report on what we've seen. Yeah, we're not. We're not saying that we support what these guys are saying. We just. We're just reporting what they're saying. You know. Okay. Okay. I'm down. I'm down. I'm tired. Also, sometimes it's funny, like incredibly funny. I'm looking to see if this next match has something really funny because that'd be a great segue, but it doesn't. Anyways, um, (laughs) Tori versus Nicole Bass got a quarter of a beer. We said that already. And then Shane McMahon versus X-Pac happened for the European Championship. Oh, my God, the interference. (sighs)
1: So
0: first off, Shane tries to leave before the match starts. Then yep. Gerald Briscoe and Pat Patterson come out to stop him. China gets involved early. There's a ref bump. China gets involved again. Triple H joins the fray. He gets involved right at the very end. China causes another ref bump. Triple H hits a pedigree. Everybody interferes. And Shane wins the match. It was where was the new age outlaws here? Uh, not, I don't think they're a thing anymore, dude. What? I don't think they're a thing anymore.
1: Or I thought le-
0: they were still a thing. I thought it was the this version of DX was just Road Dogg, Billy Gunn, and Xbox. They could be, but I would say judging by Billy Gunn's new music that we hear later in the night that they are not a thing right now. Yeah, but he also still did the Suck It thing before the match. He said he had two words for you, and he said it before the, the Mankind match. Maybe which is road why dogs hurt. Maybe that's why Billy Gunn's going singles. But maybe, but Billy Gunn just still helped out his buddy. Instead, it was like five five on one plus Gerald Briscoe and Pat Patterson were on Xbox side. <laughs> yeah, but that's just how <laughs> Xbox is also one of those guys. Well, didn't Kane come out? He came out. Kane came out at the end. Oh, yeah. Kane, Kane his tag team partner came out to help him. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, poor X-Pac. He, uh, I feel like this happens all the time to X-Pac. He just gets the shit beat out of him. Kind of like Christian did earlier in the night. X-Pac. I want to see one of these Kane and X-Pac tag team title matches because X-Pac is probably actually the goat at getting the shit beat out of him for 99% of the (laughs) match. And then Kane comes in and hits a choke slam and it's over. We you got they have the, the token Bronco Buster, which I don't know how that does damage to anybody, but you know, well, it's a he finisher. Also, he went for a Bronco Buster on China and she stuck her foot in his crotch. Oh yeah, ultimate, that was a good spot. The ultimate reversal. That was um, a good spot. But yeah, Shane McMahon wins and retains the European championship. That's not really around anymore, I guess. I don't fucking know. Do you remember them saying anything about retiring that belt? No, I just he just at some point in the beginning of the show said it was retired and he's brought it back. But I know that it is still a title moving forward after this. Yeah, because like, I don't know, like Perry Saturn, Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. They William, all Regal it. William Regal hasn't won it yet. Yeah, like Chris Jericho, Lance Storm, Chris Benoit. Whoa. Like that whole group of people hasn't even shown up yet. And all most of them won that belt. Or contended for it. Title. It's a title. A belt is what holds up your pants. Yeah, belt's what holds up your pants, dude. I like the word belt. I like. I'm not gonna stop saying that. (laughs) Speaking of, do you want your belt ever? No. Wow. Some champion. Yes. Yes, I do. But you, I don't have anywhere you could send it. It doesn't make sense for you to send it. I don't want to pay for you to send it. I just hear. I don't really have like a you're a paper champ is basically I'm what I'm hearing living out of my sister's place for five days. Then my parents place for two other days while every day after work, I'm like painting and putting my house together. So I can move my shit back in. Like I don't have a place to put that right now. The not. Same sister that doesn't know who Mick Foley is. No, the other one. Oh, okay. Does this sister know who Mick Foley is? Probably not. You should tell her. And I quote "Foley, Foley is, is God. God. <laughs> yes. Um, Wow! Speaking of McFoley, uh, actually, that last match got two and a quarter beers. But speaking of McFoley, uh, I did not do that on purpose, by the way. Uh, Mankind versus good. Billy Gunn. Uh, Billy Gunn finally has his ass man theme. I'm, I'm an ass, ass man. man. Bow, bow. Yes, I'm an nice ass man. Probably one of my favorite uh, entrance musics of all time. You're saying like so top good. ten for Asman, probably just because of the entertainment value. Wow, I don't know. Top ten's a little much. It is good though. It is it is definitely up there with the late nineties theme musics. Oh, late nineties theme music probably top five. <sighs> wow, that's because you got no, top ten at the top. 10. Time. Yeah, top ten. No, it, it beats Kane. I like it Kane at this time. It does not beat DX. The Rock. Nope. nope. Austin. Or Austin godfather is pretty cool too i like mick foley's mick foley's is so good that's just a song i can i can bump to you know this is bam, not bam, the best bump, triple bump, h music bump. by far right now so and it's also not that bad it's also not bad but it's also not near the best so yeah i'd put billy gunn's ass man top 10 easily i'm a ass nice man bow, bow.
1: Yes, i do have I'm two notes in nice this match man.
0: all right go ahead my, my first note is that at one point they were outside the ring and some fan took their foam finger and uh, started poking Billy Gunn's ass. And he did not take kindly to that at all. He whipped around and said some shit to that fan that made them like cower. Oh and my I, God, I completely... Mi- so I will say, disclaimer, the last two matches I did not pay that much attention to and we're working strictly off of Chad's B ratings here. Um... Did not see that. Wow. Yeah, I have to go back and see that. That's basically sexual assault right there. Well, on camera. In not in 1999 though. I don't think the definition was different, but (laughs) yeah, uh, but like nobody saw it as sexual assault 1999. Yeah, sure. Also, it's man on man. They they probably definitely no. It was a woman. who took a phone finger oh in in 1999 that's not sexual assault which i'm not saying it's not i'm not saying it's not i'm saying in 1999 that's not viewed as sexual assault yeah we we were a closed-minded society in 99 different times different times he did not take kindly to that at all as he shouldn't have he got he was sexually assaulted it's just the, (laughs) the the country didn't think he was and then my other note Deals with the botch ending is what I wrote, but I don't really remember what happened because it's All been right. like seven days since I watched this. <laughs> so I did catch this. Uh, so uh, Billy Gunn hits a pile driver onto the chair. It's a two count, it's like a thousand percent a two count, and the bell rings. Oh, yeah. But they don't stop, and the ref doesn't call for the bell either. So, like, the ref is still in it. So then he hits a famouser on the chair, and then they do the three count. Then they do the three count. Yeah, and, and then no, the bell remember, rings yeah. again. And I was like, what the fuck just happened? Also, I did not catch like this. Was, this was no DQ, right? No. So okay. They didn't say that at all. Okay, so I was very confused in the beginning with when mankind hit Billy Gunn with a cooler lid. Yeah, that's just the first right time I noticed it ref. too. And didn't do like, anything. Is this no DQ? And then at the end, I'm seeing these chairs in the ring, and they're hitting moves on them and hitting each other with the chair, and I'm like. The fuck, the match should have ended Jeez. so early when Mankind hit Billy Gunn with a cooler lid. Yeah, no, they never <laughs> announced it as no DQ, but they just started treating it like one. Yeah, fucking crazy. Um, Billy Gunn wins, which was crazy. Yeah, I was shocked because he's facing Mankind, but it actually is not a big shocker to me because I know what happens later this year, and that's all I'll say about that. I don't know what you're talking about, so now I'm excited. Yeah, I wouldn't be. Oh, no. <laughs> I would not be. Um, all right. The main event, though, uh, from what I saw, this looked awesome. Triple H versus The Undertaker versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. The Triple Tret match where during this Triple Tret match, believe it or not, it was no holds barred, anything goes, <laughs> which is not like your normal triple threat matches where normally in a triple threat match, anything goes, no holds barred. Whereas in this one, it was actually anything goes, no holds barred, completely different. It was awesome. <laughs> where do you want to start with this one? I would, I would start with triple H having the, my time music, right. Or at least the first yeah, time. He does come up to that music. It's like the first iteration of the, my time the first music. time I've ever heard that music. So what else? Uh, let's just say that, uh, about 10 minutes in this match, uh, we started interference and that never ended. Yes. Interference was abundant in this match. Um, I thought stone cold kind of held his own like for a decent portion. It was useless interference. Yeah. Um, and then there was also a point in the match where triple H grabbed a chair and was going to hit somebody with it. And Earl Hebner just grabbed it from him and took it. And then, like, not even 10 seconds later, I'm pretty sure Austin hit some hit Triple H with the chair, <laughs> that same exact chair. So just, like, Earl Hebner in this special anything-goes, no-holds-barred triple tret match just took a chair from Triple H that he was going to use because Earl Hebner is just an asshole. Another note I had on this one is uh, that the match ended... And there was only about three and a quarter to three and a half beers drank. There was like a 10 minute after the match period where he hit stunner after stunner after stunner after stunner. After stunner. I it, I erased my, uh, my final answer on this thing three times as I just kept telling <laughs> more and more things until I got to four and a quarter. Yeah, it was what like a beer and a half with like five minutes left in the match. And then yeah. literally the entire, what seems to be the entire locker room just empties out into the ring for interference. Um, it leaves Austin and Triple H in the ring. And then a stunner puts away, well, actually he hit a stunner on China and then he hit a stunner on Triple H, pins him and then yeah, stunner after stunner after stunner for the last fucking, what, 10 minutes of the show, like he said. Yeah, there was like 10 minutes after the match ended. Yeah, and uh, 4.25 beers there for the main event for the highest-rated match on the card. And I'm going to tally all these up here real quick. 13.5. For exactly, Chad, 13.5 beers.
1: <laughs> it's Good like job. I already
0: did the math. <laughs> Good job, dude. I can like, math kind of well. Yeah, just a little bit. 13.5, yeah, um, not a great show. Not a good show, but Definitely, some good matches. I would say what? Not even close to top 20. Dude, I yeah. need to update the beer ratings database so bad. Maybe I'll do that tomorrow. It did uh, have three good matches on it, though. So it's still some good stuff on it, even though it was not a good show. Yeah, it was much of this card was unwatchable or not rewatchable in the slightest bit. But there were some excellent there was some excellent wrestling here that I would go back and watch. So, all right. Well, do you want to get into the weekly recap? There's a lot to talk about here. Yeah, lots of good stuff. Or start with Rampage. Was that the first thing on last Friday? Yes, five thirty PM start time. Well then, let's talk about Rampage, Chad. Oh, What's your first thing you got for Rampage? The first thing, I mean, the thing that I want to talk about the most is the main event. I got two things before we get there. House of Black. Yeah, so uh, first, I want to agree with the statement you made maybe last week, maybe two weeks ago. Uh, butcher is a tomato.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes, He's it wasn't my TV. Oh, so
0: red. <laughs> He's so red. I never noticed before till you said <laughs> that. But holy shit, he was red in this uh, trios <laughs> match to start the show. It was crazy how red this guy was. I think that was two weeks ago because Joe was on but I definitely noticed it on this rampage. And I wrote a note, death triangle wins butcher is a tomato. (laughs) Yes. Well, thanks Um, for noticing that. Yeah. Here for you, man. Um, The only other thing I want to talk about, uh, Ruby Soho wins a first round match against Riho, but uh, the gun club backstage segment. Oh, dude, I totally did not listen to this, but yes. So like it was the gun club. Is that the one with them and the acclaimed? Yes. Okay. And and Billy Gunn's like standing in front of all of them, and he's like, "All right, we're gonna need a really cool like hand gesture of some kind." And the Gun Club kids were like, "What if we take our hands into like an X, and then we like put it at a crotch?" And then Billy Gunn's like, "No, we can't do that. That will never get over. Don't do that." And the Acclaim do their little scissoring thing. And he's like, "That's perfect. Let's do that." Yeah. And and then later on, they're like, he's like, "We need a we need some kind of like." catchphrase and the gun club kids are like what about we got, got two words for you and billy gun's like no we're not gonna tell them how many words we have don't do that it, it was like the gun club kids just making dx reference after dx reference after dx reference it was awesome i, it was think, a great I, think, I think it's hilarious yeah when they do stuff like that especially like because yeah they can like make references at it and stuff like that but they can't say or do the things you know or else it's copyright infringement. Yeah. So just to like make jabs at it, just because like, hey, look, we've got one of the guys here. It's Billy Gunn. One. We're of gonna the make us. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think that was funny, even though I didn't. I did kind of catch on to that. Like I knew what they were talking about. I just didn't hear what the Gun Club was saying. So, maybe that's probably why I didn't know what you were getting at there until you said it. Um, because I did see the acclaim they're like scissor each other. Yeah. Which. I think it's an awful handshake. Yeah, that's not good. Um, There's also some drama here in the women's Owen Hart Cup tournament with Hikaru Shida. Yeah, she's uh, apparently not cleared to compete medically. No, Um, I I saw that she was her like something about a, a visa. That's the real story. On the TV, they said she was medically not cleared. Yeah. So the drama about this is that Sheeta did not know that because apparently it got all cleared up in time for her to make it for the match. Mm -hmm. And they announced all that stuff without her knowing. Yeah, I did see that article and that's fucking wild to me. And But that does go right along with the story that we talked about earlier where there are AEW backstage is kind of being, it's a hectic, hectic and not well controlled and not well scripted enough that people know exactly what's going on at all times. Yeah. Or at least like in this case, it's like, I think it's scripted out well enough. It's just like, it doesn't seem like they have enough control over the talent. You know, probably because the talent are given so much leeway to do what they want to do with certain stuff that like because of that, it's causing conflict with like what's written and expected backstage. And I kind of hope that it doesn't change because of this. I feel like it would take a much it would take a superstar on some sort of other upper echelon for this to happen with them for Tony to for Tony Khan to like kind of change his ways and go a little bit more strict like wwe does and i don't want to see that because i like seeing aw wrestlers elsewhere uh i meant to, i forgot like, to mention like this earlier to have that freedom but that same article i was talking about that had like the the hectic backstage stuff mentioned that wrestlers have been getting frustrated with uh the endings of matches being uh too often similar. Like they're using the same formulas too often to end matches. It's the same thing I talked about a few weeks ago where clean pinfalls are becoming few and far between and interference pinfalls are, have been racking up and apparently backstage people are noticing that that's like a formula that they're just off too often using and backstage people are frustrated by it. Crazy. It's like I said that. It's almost like you noticed that. Like I mean, how do you not a notice? A while it? ago, it's so apparent. It happened in the main event of Rampage. Yeah, I enjoyed this main event. Uh, yeah, speaking was... of, it's it's uh, Scorpio Sky versus Frankie Kazarian. It was a very good TNT title match. Very good, I thought. uh th- yeah, they just do another interference thing here, and they go really just because like Scorpio Sky and Frankie Kazarian are cordial heading into this and coming out of it definitely not so cordial. Yeah. I uh how do you feel about this swerve here? So at the end of this match, uh Frankie gets uh loses due to the uh, Ethan Page promo. I mean uh, Ethan Page interference and then uh it was all a scam the whole time and that the men of the year are still heels and Scorpio Sky is still a heel Sammy Guevara kind of gets involved and like helps Frankie Kazarian here. How do you feel about all this? Um, I like that the men of the year are still heels. I did not want to see sky and Ethan page and dynamite Dan break up. Okay. I'm not a huge fan of them. Like forcing Sammy to take sides with Frankie, because I think Sammy should be turning heel because the crowd's turning on him. the crowd has already turned on him. So to put him in a face role here is a terrible idea. I did kind of like where they were going with Scorpio. He wasn't really going face, but he was going more like a fighting champion vibe. Yeah. And I was liking that, but I'm not opposed to like the keeping the men of the year as like those Uber cocky I don't even, heels. I don't even mind keeping him as like a fighting heel champion. Like, I don't think that's a thing that's not allowed. Like, I think it should be allowed Um, just like some fighting badass heel champion. Like Roman Roman is kind of that like, but Roman he doesn't, doesn't have people interfere in his matches. Like, yeah, yeah, that's true. But he doesn't like well, yes, he does. They does interfere all the time. Not in the big time ones, but he, they interfere. Yeah, in the big like in WrestleMania, the most stupendous main event of all time, they didn't interfere. It was stupendous. It was such stupid. a good match. <laughs> it um was stupidly not stupendous. But yeah, they, they interfere in a lot of his matches, but like Roman Roman is a fighting champ. Like he doesn't necessarily like call out who is like, all right, I'm ready for my next challenger. I guess he kind of does, but like, he doesn't back down from a challenge like a normal heel champion would. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I just like that vibe where he was like, no, one's going to interfere. I'm going to do this on my own. And I want to give him a shot. Cause he's my friend. Like I was liking that storyline. I don't know. I'm not opposed to keeping them of the year though as like a super cocky heel. Yeah. faction. Like I said, thing. I think the thing I have the most problem with is like trying to it's the like Sammy stuff. Force Sammy face yeah. Sammy down our throats. I agree. It's with only going to turn out worse in the end. Yep. If you For start him. pushing him like a face, it's going to kill Sammy Guevara's chances of succeeding in AEW moving forward. Exactly. All right. What about SmackDown? Um so the I I told you this in the I tech group chat. I, I texted this and I I was kind of shocked. Uh, for the first 50-ish minutes of the SmackDown, I was having a really good time. I was I really enjoying thoroughly this. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. The the RK Bro intro with Sami Zayn coming out was a good segment. That went right into Riddle versus Sammy, which was a good match. Sami Zayn, I just want to plug this in real, real quick. Like Sami Zayn being this like locker room leader, quote unquote. Uh, character where he's also just like uh doing a portion of the bloodlines bidding is just fucking hilarious yeah no i love this little like snitch character he's being right now i'm really yeah. enjoying the shit out of it it's good it's the best thing he's done in a while and he's got a new nickname rusty rusty <laughs> you look like a rusty yeah, and then um, right after the riddle, Sami Zayn stuff, we had Ronda Rousey hosting an open challenge, and I thought this was really good. Yeah. Um, shout out to both of these women, Ronda and Raquel Gonzalez, who an- answered the open challenge. Um, the thing I liked the most here was just Raquel holding her own, and yeah like looking good they put her over a lot by ha- letting her have a a pay-per-view quality women's championship match on smackdown in an open yep. challenge exactly she had like six legitimate two counts i was standing up off my couch watching this match because i was like holy fuck are they letting raquel win this thing like i didn't really think that they were about to but like the match was good enough to make me like question whether rousey was like maybe hurt and losing it or something. Yeah. Like this was, was good. It was damn good. It was damn good. I I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I'm glad to see Raquel not getting immediately thrown into some stupid storyline on fucking SmackDown. I, I'm glad she's fucking getting title shots and doing well with them. Yeah. Um. I think after that, I was not a big fan of the rest of SmackDown, other than the last segment. Um. He had like more happy Corbin and Madcap Moss stuff, which he, he like fake broke his neck. Yeah, you put him out on a stretcher. The women's tag titles were not terrible on SmackDown. Yeah, I ended up watching SmackDown after I watched Raw, though. Oh, so Ugh. yeah, I kind of already knew how that was ending. Um, and then here is something. Um. And I saw this stat today after they announced that Butch was going to be facing either Kofi or Woods tonight on SmackDown. It is the third week in a row of, I think it's the third week in a row of Butch versus Kofi in the 11th straight week of the New Day versus Fight Night. Oh my God. Eleven it's not good. fucking weeks. Why? why I don't know what they're trying to get at anymore like the fight night has won so many of these matches like let's just call it move on with something new for Kofi and seriously second. dude I'd, I'd rather watch them face Los Lotharios for the fifth time like I'm just so fucking over this dumb shit like uh, it just seems like at this point like it's all being used to just make Butch seem like a, what the a wild card butch he, he ran into the crowd and then he came right back and then he starts like hitting rich Holland. It was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. And why is this a thing? It's it's all just being used to make him seem like some fucking wild card that is probably inevitably, inevitably going to be used to like have him turn on them eventually. But like, what's the good in that? Like maybe to make butch a single star, but like it, you don't need to keep doing the same fucking match over and over just to, prove that point i agree oh so bad so so bad um and then yeah other than that all i have is the main event stuff which is not a match it's the main event segment between rk bro and the bloodline i thought this was excellent that for one they made the unification tag title match official for tonight's smackdown which we will talk about next week. Um, yep. And then Riddle, Riddle hitting a fucking cheap shot on Roman right at the end, the knee to the face, and then they ducked out of the ring. Like, I was like, oh shit, like they're about to duke it out. It ended up not happening, obviously, but kind of made me pumped for all of this. I mean, this storyline has been good. As much as I hate to say it, because like I prefer Roman to be in some kind of like main event defending the title storyline, this is good. Yeah. Which I, I saw that online that they basically confirmed that like all the rumors about him not being there this summer, are just completely not true, which I hope that that's true, but mostly cause like you need him around. Yeah. He's, he's your main champion right now for both brands. So like you need him around for the summer or else it's just not going to work. Um, the other thing that I saw that was rumored, which I don't know how true this could be, was that they're rumoring uh Reigns versus Orton at SummerSlam. I so think I don't know how that bodes for Cody cashing in. Maybe Cody's cash in is, is a slower paced thing. Or uh, he's cashing, s- or he's cashing in on one belt. Like, is it that's is what it, I've been saying? Is I think it's two belts, and he's gonna pick the WWE belt. And then take that one and leave Roman with the universal. And I can't wait if it's Roman. I mean, Randy too, because like the two of them are going to have a fucking classic. Yeah. So like the other one been, I'm really looking forward to is Roman and drew. I think that's being slow roll. I think they're going to focus more on the Randy thing right now. Yeah. I mean, it's it, Randy is as over as I've ever seen him right now. The rumor I saw today was that drew's not getting Roman until clash the castle. Ooh. I also heard they're trying to get Tyson Fury to come back for Clash of the Castle. Well, Tyson Fury has been like on record saying like he is quote unquote done with boxing and wants to become a WWE superstar, which I'm down no. for. Please no, I'm down for it. Like that's a big name. Yeah, but you like get him, you get him every now and then. Like you just his get him every just now sucked. and then. It, Yeah, I actually didn't watch his match. I think I oh. was. I think I was. uh doing one of those long, uh, doing one of those long things that we do at that place when I was, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Where you're like at that place and that place leaves for where it normally is the place leaves where it normally is. And I have to go with that place. Yeah. go Underwater with that place. Oh my God. What (laughs) is, I don't do that ever. (laughs) One of those deals. I've never done that before yeah it was one of those deals uh and that happened while the tyson fury match happened so i actually never watched the match i don't know how it's awful it was i heard it was bad. bad but it's bad yeah as of right now i don't care if but like this bad. is all i'm very excited if roman's here and roman's competing in main events against the likes of randy and drew and Cody, somewhere in there fucking sign me the fuck up hell yeah i'm just so gonna be great just like I signed up to get tickets to Monday Night Raw a few weeks, this past mm. week. So tell us about your experience. All right, dude. So I get picked up uh, pretty late. The uh, My best friend who I was going with uh, couldn't get off early enough for us to go and like get food or anything like me and you did and, you know, have a nice experience beforehand. So I was behind mm. on the beer. My Some here. best friend. He, he has to work and he's got kids, man. It, it, was what, it was what happens. <laughs> you understand I'm, I'm joking yeah go ahead um but i was behind on the beers so we get to the stadium and i grab two tall boy bud lights nice and we go sit down it's like, it's like 7 22 uh the first match of main event was champa versus reggie awful champa wins champa won and then by the time that match was done i was done with both tall boys that match had to have lasted no more than eight minutes. I think it was 742 when I stood back up to go get two more tall boys. Um, uh, I missed a Street Profits versus uh, Apollo Crews and Commander Aziz match on. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> Street Profits won. Um, oh, wow. And now I'm stocked back up on beer. Um, within the first hour, I think I had five or six tall boys. Okay. And I slowed down significantly because I was drunk. As one naturally would be after that many tall boys. Yeah. No, I was basically 10 beers. Yeah. No, I was not sober. Uh, but that did make the show way more entertaining. Live. I didn't think this was a bad show. This was a uh, There was a lot of good stuff on this show to be live for. Mainly the crowd reaction at the beginning of the night when they introduced us to the card for the night. And the only matches they gave us were Bobby versus Omos, which we knew ahead of time. Uh, yep. They gave us um, Riddle versus Jimmy Uso. And they gave us what was supposed to be the main event mm-hmm. between Sasha Banks, Naomi, Nikki ASH, Dewdrop, Oscar and Becky Lynch. And let me tell you, when they set all those names up there and wrote Six Pack Challenge on the main screen, the crowd popped for the idea of all six of those women in the match at the same time. How was the match? Oh well, it didn't fucking happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So th- this this obviously is gonna be the big thing, right? Coming out of Raw. Uh, so the alleged thing that's coming out of this is that how this was supposed to be booked was Naomi wins the match and gets the number one contendership to face Bianca at Money in the Bank. And the plan was also to have Sasha also at Money in the Bank. Now, this is all allegedly. I'm saying all this for legal purposes, allegedly. Yep. Sasha to face Ronda also at Money in the Bank for her women's championship. hmm There was rumors going around that Naomi was going to pin Sasha in this match.
1: I think those, those have been discredited. Those,
0: those have been discredited, but obviously who knows what's actually true and what's, what, what is and what is not true. And, um, basically Sasha and Naomi had a big problem with this. And I kind of agree to some point, right? Because they're using two of their biggest names for women, women's wrestlers to put basically they're, 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 they were going to be putting over the, the other women's champions, the Belair Mm -hmm. and Rousey, because we know they weren't going to win. And they're using the women's tag team champions to do that instead of using them in their tag team role like they think they should have been. So they were just like, fuck you guys. And they just walked out. A few additional points to make on this story, too, is I heard that initially it was supposed to be Naomi pinning Sasha. It's been discredited that that maybe wasn't a thing. But I heard a separate report says that during the rehearsals, they decided to change it because there was such... Um, negativity among all competitors in the match, That didn't make any sense. So instead they were going to have Naomi and Sasha, like never really working as a team in the match and just kind of acting as solo individuals throughout the whole match. And then Naomi was going to pin Nikki. That doesn't make any sense to have a tag team. Just decide we're not going to act as a tag team in a match where we're both there, you know? Yeah. it's like a tag team in the Royal Rumble, not acting as a tag team. At some point, they're going to. It has to happen, and they're also eventually going to throw one of each other out. But, but th- that's at least makes sense script wise, right? This doesn't. Um, to go along with that, uh, I think one of the major points here is that uh, Naomi and Sasha apparently tried to when they were told that they were. This is what the plan was: they were going to go both face other wrestlers as singles competitors. Um, even though the tag team champs, they counter offered with, we'd rather have some kind of storyline where we face off against Nikki and Drop as like this new villain heel tag team. And they wanted it at a pay-per-view and Vince like shut it down apparently immediately, allegedly. He was like, absolutely not. That's not happening. So they were like, here's a storyline for us as tag champs that we think would be really cool. That's working well. And they were like, no, y'all can just, face single stars in the we have more than four women that's the exact direction i thought they were going to yeah that one makes a bunch of sense instead they were like let's take only four women who all have belts and they'll be the only four women we put on the cart yeah it's and i guess we should provide the update here because we know what's happened uh so first off wwe released a statement very quickly that this is wild um Basically recapping the whole thing, Corey Graves on commentary. Just because have you watched Rawback? No, I, I'm I'm in the crowd. Knowing all I know is the main event was supposed to be that, and then at some point they showed us a Titantron of a different match with no explanation. Yeah, so Corey Graves on commentary um, after they changed the match to the new main event. Corey Graves said that Sasha Banks and Naomi. Uh, something something and unprofessionally walked out of the building they said that on commentary that night so like, then they could, released a statement that says like they were given the opportunity to rehearse and construct a match and the biggest thing coming out of that was that what wwe said was that sasha and naomi were uncomfortable working with somebody yeah, which uh, there's been a lot of contention about on the internet about who those two were. But I've heard it's confirmed to be Asuka and Becky and that they never said that. Breaking allegedly. news. Allegedly. Breaking news. Breaking news. Like how recent? Uh, right now. You're about to find out. Oh, God. They're fired. No, they're not fired. Oh, thank God. Oh, Joe's here. Joe's
1: Yay! here. Yay. <laughs> hey. What's up, dude? Chilling. Oh, Joe, we didn't here. think
0: you were going to make it.
1: I didn't think I was gonna make it. Did you text us?
0: Uh, he texted Chad, me. Yeah. Chad did. I responded. Oh, dude, I totally missed that. Okay, back to what we were saying. We'll, we'll bring Joe into the loop here. We're talking about Joe, Sasha Banks, Naomi oh, oh. stuff. We're on Monday Night Raw talking about Sasha and Naomi.
1: Ooh, yeah, that happened. What's your take here? I mean, so I think uh, I think that Sasha Banks has pulled this before uh you know there was the the legendary story i think it was at wrestlemania 34 or 5 where they lost their titles uh 4. 34 where they lost their t- titles and like sasha banks was kicking and screaming on the floor because she didn't want she didn't want that to happen
0: oh that totally was five we're uh, we're Bill, uh billy Kay and peyton royce won the tag titles right yeah the iconic. that was five definitely five <clears throat> like i said um, in the beginning
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so it's like, it's kind of typical of Sasha Banks. Uh, kind of weird for Naomi, because Naomi kind of just seems to be a t- t- uh, team player. Now, I think we've talked about it in the past that Naomi's booking since, since she lost the SmackDown Women's Tag Team Champions has championship has kind of been a crime. Um, mm-hmm. But Sasha Banks gets pushed. I, I mean, I, he, here's my alternate thought. Uh, the, we, we went through a period of about six months where we didn't even talk about the, the WWE women's championships because the, the tag team division has been so neglected and has been booked so poorly. And maybe now that they are the tag team champions, they want to bring recognition of the fact that they're actually should and can be a valuable tag team division in in the women's division? So here's the
0: actual news from today Okay. that we'll probably cover a lot next week when we talk about on SmackDown. Um, So Sasha and Naomi have been indefinitely suspended and stripped of the tag titles. And they're going to be holding a tournament to determine the new women's tag team championships or champions. And my only question is who the, f- the fuck <laughs> who the fuck is in this tournament this <laughs> is, 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 is just this has to be just like four teams like one like two two matchups on each
1: side, right? Yeah, I mean, it could be uh Dewdrop and Nikki Ash
0: and probably Natalia and Shayna,
1: other than that, I have no fucking
0: clue. They're gonna yeah. piece together some bullshit tag teams to fight in those matches and it's gonna be awful, yeah,
1: Liv Morgan and someone probably. Becky well, Lynch. she's
0: doing her own thing right now.
1: Oh, maybe it's time for some call-ups.
0: It could be, but I just I don't know, dude. Maybe Raquel and uh, somebody, maybe Raquel and Zaylee or something. I was or gonna Ra- say Ra- Ra-
1: Ra- Raquel and Shotzi.
0: No, Shotzi's heel and Raquel's face. Uh,
1: Shotzi's something. I don't know. They could do anything with her. They haven't built a real character around her.
0: She had a SmackDown backstage segment last week that made her kind of seem very heelish. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Maybe Aaliyah and Ra- Ra- Raquel. Yeah, I so guess Aaliyah I can see of that. Face. It's gonna be know. it's gonna be the not main players.
1: Raquel and Dakota Kai. Released.
0: She gone. She gone. She did. Yeah, she gone.
1: She can't be resigned.
0: Um, that would be wild. Anyways, Joe, I think the first thing now that you're here and uh, we're we're getting off of this Sasha and Naomi stuff, I I need to ask like, uh, how are you feeling? I'm tired. Well, I just met like, are you still hungover? No. Okay. No, hungover.
1: <laughs> I haven't had a sip of alcohol since that night, actually. <laughs>
0: what about right now?
1: I got water. <laughs>
0: it was such a bad night. He just he's turned it all away. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> the drunk dudes, Dylan and Chad and the sober sober Joe. Yeah. Jober.
1: I just got. I literally just got back from that place. I got back and turned on my computer. Hell oh, yeah. Well, we love the fact that you're here. Um, Let's get into
0: some Monday Night Raw that I was alive uh, and present for. Yeah, some more Monday Night Raw. Chad, did you notice um, while you were there that Cody Rhodes had a countdown? Yes, they showed it on the big screen at the beginning of the show. So I knew exactly when I needed to be butt in seat ready to go. Do you like the countdown? Uh, I know exactly why they're doing it. And it's to maintain viewership. So here's how this works. I I this I read this all on the internet this week. They log basically the number of people watching the show at the start of the hour. Yeah. So like ratings are based more on people at the beginning of each hour. So Raw's broken down into three rating segments, and they struggle to maintain that third rating segment. So when they tell you, hey, that guy everyone keeps wanting to watch, Cody Rhodes is He's gonna show up, up at 10 at PM. that two hour mark, you better be watching. We're all gonna fucking watch. Yeah, I don't I mind mean, it's, it. it. It's not a bad idea. I get it. It's just I can I can already see it. this is how we're gonna turn on him again. Yeah. I don't think it's Cody's fault. I don't I think so.
1: About that. Like, I don't know. I think if we go back to our conversations from a couple uh couple months ago before cody left and we all hated cody this uh we we all said that cody is an egomaniac cody's all ego yeah we know that like ethan page yeah uh, and this has got to be fluffing his ego so fucking hard
0: yeah that and the fucking thousand pieces of pyro that he's got during his entrance those in person are fucking loud man and it just it just goes on for so long <laughs> there's so much pyro yeah i (laughs) I love every minute of it. the thing like really just the point i'm trying to drive home is like this is just one of another step towards in my opinion me hating him again
1: i don't know i'm even though it's not his fault i'm a big cody fan right now
0: still a big cody fan right now absolutely not to mention he's gonna be in hell in a cell against seth rollins which is gonna steal that fucking show called that that's so fucking good called that
1: Yeah, that's why you predicted what you predicted.
0: Well, I just figured 50-50 booking, but
1: nope. Cody's so protected right now.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Did you notice, Joe? Chad, you probably didn't hear this because it was on commentary, but they called this the rubber match, even though Cody's up (laughs) 2-0. What the fuck? (laughs) This commentary team on Raw just can't get it right. I think it was was Corey Graves that said it, too. Oh, no. I drunkenly cheered for him so hard when he came out. Yeah, he's uh, I think it's just Jimmy Smith and Byron Saxton rubbing off on Corey Graves. Oh, they're rubbing him off, rubbing off on him. <laughs> um, anyways, this cage let's talk match. about the opening match. Yeah, let's talk yeah. about this Bobby uh versus almost match. Um, so in person, Chad, how dumb did Omos look? because he looked pretty dumb on TV. I gotta be honest, that dude is huge, like he yeah. looks. He towers over Bobby in the ring and it made the cage look tiny. The cage looked so small because Omos is like seven foot three. My God. If there was two Omoses, he'd be way over the top of the cage. That thing is definitely not 15 feet tall. So they're lying. They got to be because like I had a pretty good angle of it. And if there were two Omoses, he'd be hanging over the top of the cage, maybe 15 feet from the ground. But I think it's only like 12 feet cage and maybe like a three-foot ring. Possibly. Um, but really, like my big thing was Omas looked like a fucking idiot at the end of this match. Like he so he just stood there while he, like <laughs> so he throws Bobby Lashley through the cage, and the cage like the entire cage just falls in the ground. Bobby's chilling on the cage, feet haven't touched the ground yet. And Omas is just standing there looking at him. All yeah. Bobby, all Bobby has to do is crawl and let his feet hit the outside and this is kind of like not exactly like but the one that it makes me think of was the saint valentine's day massacre when austin gets thrown through the cage right yeah i never actually went back and watched that but i know how that match ended because big show throws him through the cage right yeah it's kind of like that and then all he has to do is just drop down and, and let his feet hit the hit the ground that's basically all Bobby had to do here. And Omas was just standing there watching him the whole time for enough time where Omas could have been like, oh shit, and gotten out of the ring, out of the door, and let his feet hit the ground before Bobby's did. Yeah, he just stood there the whole time. He was off camera, it looked like on the, the replays, but watching it live, like he, he literally just stood there and was yelling, saying words that were incoherent while MVP yelled at him to do something. And yeah. He just looked like a big dumb Nigerian giant. That but they kept times. they both they put both these guys over using that match. That was a good way to put both guys over to keep them momentum. And the pop, the crowd pop when Bobby uh got thrown to the side of that cage was huge. Not as good as the the pop during the end of the next major segment when the Mysterios made a return. Ah, uh, yes. Um theory telling. Ali to expect the unexpected, like Vince told Theory so many months ago. And he said that Veer was his opponent instead of Theory. And yeah, Veer just kicks the shit out of Ali. And then the Mysterious made the save. And yeah, the, the pop. I I I think Chad, I texted you like how loud was that pop? Because it was loud on TV. So I, I was, jumped out of my seat. I was curious whether or not it was piped in or not, but it was definitely not. Clearly that it was a not. huge pop. That pop was big. Um, the main event pop was big. The end of the main event happened. The Bobby Lashley thing was big. And then the pop for Lacey Evans mm. was like the big shocking pop for me. Yeah. This she promo. got a huge response but this to prom- the military promo in Norfolk. Oh, but the promo. It was just, it was a military-centric promo in Norfolk, and it just like felt that way. It's exactly what it sounds like.
1: I, yeah. Did you stand up when uh, when she called out? No. The, uh, no.
0: Why not, dude? I don't do that.
1: She asked you to.
0: She yeah, She asked you to. I get that. I don't do I that. Was, I was waiting for to see you standing up in the crowd, and they like the camera panned to some people that were standing up. I was waiting. Did to they see really? You. Yeah. I did not stand. Wow, I don't do feel you... comfortable doing that. So you just hate what you do? No, I don't. I really enjoy what I do. Ew, I lie. like my job a lot. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> you lie like a rug. I'm gonna do this for 20 years. I think I have to enjoy it to some extent to do it for 20 years. Well, 20 is for quitters. That's all I know. <laughs> Not doing 20 is for quitters, guy getting out of the navy in the next six months times listen, two. Listen, listen, <laughs> listen, 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 listen. Listen here. Hey, hey. Um, moving on. <laughs> Did, do you have any other notes for raw? I, I really don't have much else. Um, I had some quick hits. Um, st- the styles, Balor and Liv Morgan shared a the two sweet. They shared a two sweet. Um, Alexa has new music. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, it's okay. Um, and then, yeah, the main event, Oscar and Bianca. Oh, I have a Alexa Bliss comment real quick. Uh, My buddy did watch this. My best friend who I went to the show with uh, did watch it back. And he has a picture uh, of Alexa Bliss um, from the show with me in the background staring. And I showed my wife this and her first comment was, what are you staring at? And I said, you do damn well what I'm staring at. (laughs) Corey Graves. Uh, It's the back of Alexa Bliss. Oh, you were looking at her back. It was below her back. You know, legs. What I'm yeah, those are nice too.
1: <laughs> oh, her hair. I think it's fake. Also,
0: dude. it's also nice. It's, it's nice. It's pretty. She's uh-huh. pretty. Uh, main event. Oscar wins. Yeah. Um, is this the one that like got not enough time, or am I thinking yes. of a different Raw main event? This was women? pretty short. This was pretty short. All right, because there's one where as like. Once the entrances were done, there was like, it was like ten fifty six or something like that, and it was like, what the fuck are we doing? It wasn't that bad, but it was it's was like ten forty eight or ten fifty or something. It's pretty late. Yeah, really, just like for like a three hour show, it's like, what are we doing here? Like, how do we do that? Well, we had like a, I think, a lot more wrestling on Raw than we've had in a while on this card. Yeah, I had maybe- like nine matches on this by the end of the thing and we didn't even talk about some of the other matches like zeke had a match against chad gable riddle had like a long match against jimmy Uso. like there was a lot more matches than i expected on this card that's true that's probably why the main event got cut because some of those matches probably went long there was less promos than normal i think yeah we still had the lacey evans promo but that the cody rhodes promo and then that's the only two promos i remember writing down yeah. Uh, yeah. And the, like the Cody promo, the, like the, obviously the big thing that came out of that is the Hell in a Cell match, which you already spoke of. Um, NXT. Uh, opening match. Uh, you had Carmelo Hayes and Solo Sokoa. Uh, sorry. So, so uh, Cameron Grimes and Solo Sokoa versus Hayes and Trick Williams. Yeah. I thought, thought this was good. Your, you obviously have your North American title picture all in one match here. And this was a good match. I think the. The main point to take away from this is Solo Sokoa getting the pin over Carmelo Hayes. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, what are you saying?
0: <laughs> Solo Sokoa pinning Carmelo Hayes. Big. Oh drunk. yeah, you're like, sober.
1: Yeah. No, I'm. Just, yeah, I'm sober.
0: Just... He's just not awake. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Tired
0: Joe is just as good as a drunk Joe. Uh,
1: yeah, Solo Sakoa. I guess Superface now.
0: Oh yeah, crowd is so over on Solo Secola right now. Yeah, yeah. they like comp- like they would prefer him or Hayes to win over Grimes. I which like, is wild.
1: I like the respect match turning someone face angle. I honestly do.
0: Yeah. Um. Some other some other things. Uh, this this chick Thea Hale. I just wanted to point this out. Eighteen. She has not graduated high school yet. And has been signed by WWE. Just makes me think, what the fuck was I doing with my life?
1: <laughs> when not that.
0: Yeah, definitely not. I was drinking way too much beer. Whoa, that's illegal. Allegedly. <laughs> For legal purposes. In my dreams. I was drinking them in my dreams. Which basically just means I was doing it in a different universe. Oh, it's the multiverse. Uh, oh, you seen Doctor Strange oh, I yet? I saw the movie. Uh, I might oh. Spoilers. Joe,
1: you still haven't seen it? I might see it this weekend. Oh, it's, oh my Dude,
0: it's so good. Oh, it's fucking awesome. Joe, ask me one question about the movie. I won't spoil anything, but what what uh, question what what's one question you have burning in your mind that you're like, man, I have to know?
1: Um Scarlet Witch Sup question mark.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah yeah especially in this one more than anything else yeah it's probably because of like how she is in this movie yeah she's a badass she's she's
1: but she has a badass is that what you're saying
0: no she. (laughs) no not like in the mick foley sense in the retro pay-per-view that we just watched because that's what mick foley said in the retro pay-per-view yeah he has an ass that's not very quite literally said he has a (laughs) badass um Dude, good callback. Have you been listening already to the episode?
1: No. Wow.
0: <laughs> it's like you've been here the whole time. But yeah, she was a sub. Uh, the, one, the breakout the- tournament here had a couple more matches. Uh, yeah, Lash Legend beats Tatum Paxley and Roxanne Perez beats Kiana James. Keanu James. Yep. Who's your pick to win this whole thing? Go. Uh... All I know is that the finals just almost have to be Nikita Lyons versus Roxy, and I would assume Roxy's going to win. Joe?
1: I was going to say Roxy, and I but I also thought about like the fact that Nikita Lyons is going to go probably all the way, and then Roxy is probably going to go all the way. So I'm kind of confused about the face-to-face dynamic. And uh, that's when the, the finals for the breakout tournament last year, which was a men's breakout tournament, that's when – uh, somebody turned heel. Duke Hudson? That's when Duke Hudson turned heel last year, right?
0: No, he was a heel throughout the entire tournament. Was he? Yeah. It was Carmelo oh, Hayes that went, went
1: heel. Heel at the... Uh, yeah. Oh, boy. He was a face beforehand, so I'm thinking Nikita Lyons would probably make a better heel because she has a more heel look. Roxy just looks so young and innocent. What What um,
0: looks so heel about her?
1: I don't know. She just looks like she does bad things.
0: <laughs> <laughs> good enough I, I, that's all I was I, any sort of sexual innuendo that's literally all I was looking for I knew that's what you were going to do love it um, the, the crazy thing is we already have a face face dynamic in the match with Nikita Lyons because she's facing off against Fallon Henley so no matter what a face is coming out of that match and I would assume Lash Legend's not making the finals <laughs> No. No, she's not good. No matter uh, what, we're getting a face-face dynamic here.
1: Yeah, I guess so. But yeah, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I would never make a sexual innuendo about Thicky the Steamboat.
0: <laughs> Thicky the steamboat. <laughs> Thicky steamboat. Whoa, oh, Jesus. They never um, end. Other big news coming out of this. NXT uh, NXT's going back on the road.
1: Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. They're
0: staying mostly in Florida though. Yeah, they are. It's like all Florida. It is, like it is Jacksonville all, and Tampa and it's all Florida. I'm pretty sure, but I want to look it up. It's good news. It's yeah, it also is good like, news for the future. It's also only like the next like two months or months yeah, like all half. in June and July. Yeah. So after that, I'm assuming hopefully they'll be going elsewhere. Like, I don't know, maybe one or two states up or three or four. Yeah, I wouldn't get my hopes up, Chad. I've seen NXT in Norfolk before.
1: I saw them in Charleston.
0: I've seen them in Charleston as well. The same show Joe did. Yeah,
1: but you guys didn't sit together.
0: Well, we we did not. Hmm. Um. How about this uh, Viking Raiders and uh, Creed Brothers match? This was good. This was really good. Um, so I have one note for during the match, other than the end. Um, that move, that Brutus... I almost said beefcake. The cannonball thing. The cannonball thing, dude. He whiffed. <laughs> he landed on his feet and ass <laughs> on the outside. Like, no help bounced. in landing and just bounced off the, <laughs> the floor. It looked like it hurt so bad. Looks but funny. But he just as fuck. kept trucking through the match. Like, I was like, oh my God. What the fuck, dude? He just whiffed completely on that move. It's an awesome move, though. I love it. And then uh, Roddy once again gets involved and uh, he actually costs the creeds the match, which kind of advances that storyline. So um, clearly using the Viking Raiders here to progress the Diamond Mind split up. But they did say that Diamond Mind versus Pretty Deadly is at In Your House, yeah. along with uh, Carmelo Hayes versus Cameron Grimes and and Solo. Right. Nope. It's not a triple threat. It's just a singles match. Solo gets the next after that. They said that. So it's not in an anything goes. No holds barred triple threat. Match. No, it's just a singles match with no stipulation. There is a stipulation on the main event. Joe Gacy versus Braun Breaker gets a disqualification, loses the belt. Oh, yeah. I remember hearing about that. Yep. Well, and then they, I would assume the women's breakout finals. I think those are happening before we get to that. Cause it's like three weeks away still. Hmm. Hmm. I do think we're going to add some Mandy Rose versus uh, cool. Indy Hartwell or Wendy Chu or something. Oh, Probably nice. Indy Hartwell. I don't actually, I don't know. Her versus Indy Hartwell is this week. This next week. Not for the title though. Not for the title. It's a championship contenders match. My favorite. Barf. Um, the only other thing I have was like the main event. Yep. Tony D. And Santos Escobar, like this match was awesome. Other than watching it on TV, there were points where, like, there were minutes of the match where it was silent. I don't know if it was like this for you guys because the crowd was chanting, Holy shit, and they bleeped it out. Yep. That is true. Like, I had the same thing on YouTube TV. I was like, What the fuck, dude? They never do that. Now, all of a sudden, if if they're going to start doing that for Holy shit chance, I'm gonna be so mad. I'm gonna maybe they were saying something else and they just I'm gonna, decided to I'm gonna say how much I'm gonna be so upset with WWE and still continue to watch their programming. That's how mad I'm gonna be. I'm gonna say how mad I am, but still watch. Yeah. <laughs> it's because that's what we all do. Uh but oh, Santos Escobar oh. beats Tony D'Angelo. I think the the ending of this one, featuring the interference, and then uh, leading into the use of the brass knucks, kind of puts Tony D in that like face ish role, and Santos in the heel ish role here. And I'm um, uh, I do want to see more of this though. Uh, maybe like a uh, war games. Ooh, way too far away for that. Yeah, it's too far. It's like five months. You remember away how still. early I tried to like predict that last year? and How oh, yeah, I'm we Legato versus uh. Was swerves faction whatever yeah. they're called yeah that didn't what, work what were they called hit row
1: hit row hit yeah, row thanks. they were so
0: raw they were so raw <laughs> <laughs> on Man. smackdown for how one could, week how quickly we forget
1: who was in war games last year oh never mind it was black and yellow versus uh
0: 2.0 2.
1: yeah it was awesome yeah and then High, toxic attraction
0: versus uh Cora Jade's team. Core Cor Jade's Jade. team. Raquel, uh, Raquel and Dakota. Uh, and someone else. Whatever
1: her new name is. Uh, Kaylee Ray.
0: Yep. Yeah. Nailed it. Nice. Moving on. Wait, no. Who else was on Toxic Attractions team? It was it's four on four. Dakota was on their team and Io Shirai was on Raquel's team. Oh, nailed it. Boom. Nailed it. Well. Got it. Um,
1: oh, Yoshirai, yeah, she uh, after Cora got hurt, wasn't she the one who tried to like shove uh, Cora's shoulder back in her socket?
0: Yeah, that's exactly what happened. The yeah. alleged socket, yeah, the alleged shoving, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, let's get into dynamite because we're running a little long. Um, we started with the Owen Hart Cup, we can just talk. Uh, well, I guess. There was a lot of Owen Hart Cup matches here. Uh, so first was Samoa Joe versus the Joker, who ended up being Johnny Elite.
1: Did you see that AEW screwed up the the tweet for who was all elite? No. They, t- they tagged uh, they it was Johnny, they, they tagged his Twitter name and it was they tagged Johnny Gargano.
0: Oh, no way, yeah. I did not see that. Yeah, they accidentally tagged the wrong person.
1: (laughs) They tagged the wrong Johnny.
0: (laughs) It's actually pretty funny. Do you think Johnny Elite's making an actual run here, or do you think he's just making a one off? I don't think it's a one off. I think it's one of those, like, he's one of these old guys that they signed again, like, that they signed. And I didn't see it. I didn't see, like, the picture of, like, Johnny Elite is Elite. I think I I did.
1: I mean, that's his name now, though.
0: I no he just changes his name everywhere he goes. He's Johnny Lucha in AAA or he's Johnny Mundo and he he can change his name in the, for one match. Johnny Impact. Yeah, like John,
1: John Morrison.
0: I don't think this is like a permanent thing. Huh. I don't think so either. I just think like he's going to be doing lots of one-offs. Yeah, I think he's just trying to make the rounds before he like calls it quits possibly. Um, Samoa Joe obviously wins here Uh, and then on the other side Kyle O'Reilly and Ray Phoenix that was good very good match Um, Kyle O'Reilly advances there and we can even take it to the main event here where we had the semifinal match of Adam Cole versus Jeff Hardy also very good or not I don't think as good as uh O'Reilly and Phoenix yeah, but not as good. So we have Adam Cole in the finals versus the winner of Samoa Joe and Kyle O'Reilly. Ooh. Which it's, it's I don't good. care how that goes. I think it's going to be Cole versus Joe just because I think we're getting this 8-man tag where we're getting um o'reilly and fish and the bucks versus sting darby and the hardys at double or nothing i would prefer if they just keep it to the bucks versus the hardys i wish they wouldn't add red dragon in then i love red dragon like more than most tag teams in any company i just prefer to see the hardys and the bucks one on like two on two keep yeah. it simple is,
1: is this the right time to bring back the cinematic match
0: please don't do that no because they just talked about that in the jericho appreciation society thing that they weren't going to do stupid shit like that and that was from another time in another era yeah and getting to that like i loved i actually kind of really enjoyed this segment jericho for one like his comments on every single person in the ring were just vicious dude he cannot be saying that moxley comment dude that's fucked that has to be bought off on I get it. That's still fucked. And it was more to take a jab at Regal, I think. But yeah, it's fucked up, but like, there's no way that he went out there and said that without him knowing that he was about to say that. Yeah. I'm sure he he got permission, but I think the thing I love the most about this was Jericho eventually getting to the point of like oh we're gonna do another stadium stampede match because that's what I, that's what me chris jericho that's what i do at double or nothing and moxley just being like no i'm not doing that stupid shit <laughs> we're instead going to do a five on five all fucking hold no holds barred craziness yeah. to be fucking legit which is probably going to get the same amount of beers but i i do appreciate the fact that moxley saying like it's gonna be in front of a live screaming crowd, fucking no holds barred. We're gonna duke it out. Like I appreciated the shit out of that. Um, they also announced the tag team title match for Double or Nothing is a triple threat tag team title tret. match. Triple threat. Uh, Keith Lee and Swerve versus uh, Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks versus the champs. Yeah, Jurassic Express. Um, I'm very like I think that is gonna be low-key steal the show that's gonna be so good I'm looking for it a lot more than I'm looking for than the Serena Deeb match yeah but okay so Serena Deeb though her promo was fucking fire yeah that was the only time I've ever been like holy shit Serena Deeb that was good that's really all I had to say about it was awesome promo I mean she did throw the WWE under the fucking bus in that promo saying that she Got breast implants and shaved her head and still couldn't get respect over there. She didn't call up the WWE specifically, but like, this very we obvious. all know those happened while she was there. Yeah. So, I mean, she said she got breast implants for a bunch of old perverts. I thought that was funny. Yeah, that was awesome. Good call. Um, uh, let's see. The only other stuff here DMD. Yeah. The women's joker was Maki Ito. I don't ever want to see another Maki Ito match. <laughs> match. Um, Britt Baker won. Thank God. Were these uh, Jokers both a letdown to you? No. You thought Johnny Elite was that good of a... hey? Oh, I forgot to mention this. Okay. Did you catch the moment in the Johnny Elite versus Samoa Joe match where he got to the top rope? The 450. And then he went to go to the 450 and told Joe to move to where he needed him to be. And he like... On screen, use his hand and like told him to move over. Oh no, it wasn't that. It was when he did like a like side flip to the outside. Yeah, it was when he did the side flip to the outside. Yeah. yeah. And he like told Joe to move over, and the screen was right on him, and I was like, "Oh, come on, Johnny, you gotta do better than that." Yeah, that wasn't good. That's Not a rough good. moment. Also I'm sure. the, also the 450 splash that he hit, he just completely missed. Um, but yeah.. That's uh, I thought this hangman and take a shitta match was good. <laughs> you can't say Takashta. It is Takesh. It's Takeshita, t- but I like t- calling him Take a because it's exactly they, said they, how weren't, it's they weren't pronouncing the I. They, they kept saying Tekashta. Like Asuka doesn't pronounce the U. I don't think the I is pronounced. Asuka. I think it's Takashta. Takeshita. Takeshta. That sounds better. That sounds better. If you're not pronouncing the I, yeah. Either way, this guy, it's it, awesome. His TV matches have been fire so far. Um, also, uh, the internet. Like, I think the biggest thing out of Dynamite is the internet blowing up about CM Punk's shirt choice. The crowd in Texas didn't like it that much. Well, they were in Texas. Texas is very opinionated. Um, I'm. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get on here and uh, on the soapbox about like which side i support or anything like that because i don't think that's what this show should be used for um but the people that have a problem with cm punk voicing his opinion i think that's what i have more of a problem with is like the dude you can say what you want if you don't appreciate if you're not a fan of like people voicing their opinions then just don't fucking watch it i don't know that's kind of my take on it and that's all i have to say about that yeah I'm not, I don't want to get into this fucking political and, debate. Yeah, this pull. Poli- yeah, exactly. Thank you. Drunk. Uh, especially while, yeah, especially while I'm drunk. Um, did I have anything else? I do not have anything else. I have a, oh, no, P- I have, I have my negative. <laughs> I forgot to tell you, I mentioned it earlier in the night. Wait, I have a JR quote before you get to your negative, because I okay. feel like this might be good. Uh, this was after the Britt Baker match and Tony Storm came out and JR said, how great does Tony Storm look? Yeah, bonk. <laughs> <laughs> Sup, Jr.'s horny again.
1: Uh, I missed the news. Did you guys talk about uh, the authors of Pain's new uh, new company at all?
0: That's their company, yes. No, I, d- I saw that match card with a bunch of former WWE people on it though, and they called in all their favors all at once to make one paper, one car that looks awesome yeah Lana Nia Jax dude
1: <laughs> it's uh it's uh it, Adam Schur or Braun Strowman I'm just gonna use WWE names uh Braun Strowman versus some boxer UK boxer who just retired Uh, Nia Jax versus Lana authors of pain versus Weston Blake and Steve Macklin I know Weston Blake is uh Blake
0: and Murphy and Macklin and Murphy. Steve color yeah Steve Macklin's yep. really good over an impact.
1: Yeah. Uh, Killer Cross, Jonah, and Samara del Sol. He was. Uh, was Kalisto. Kalisto.
0: Kalisto. That's actually probably. That was probably actually good.
1: That, yeah. Uh, then they have Madison Renee and Tennille Dashwood or Emma and Diana Prazo and Chelsea Green for the tag team champs.
0: Probably also good. Dean yeah.
1: Mutati, who is. Uh,
0: um, mojo.
1: Hype uh, Bros. Yeah, Mojo Raleigh versus Lince Dorado, who is Lince Dorado. Mike Bennett Probably also good. Versus Biff Busick, who's... Uh,
0: Oni Lorcan. Oney Thank Lorkan. you. Man, I'm crushing these right now. <laughs> these are so uh, hard. That we should have done this trivia.
1: Fandango versus No Way Jose. Not good. Yeah. That's not going to be good at all. <laughs> but-
0: you know Fondango is over in NWA as Dirty Dango now? Dirty dango. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he is in the, in the, on that card. He was Dirty Dango.
1: Um, dirty Dango. But yeah.
0: I want to give you a Dirty Dango.
1: That they're does sound like a by, very
0: uh, rough sexual move.
1: They're now going by Legion of Pain. Yeah.
0: I had a Legion of Pain when I got the Dirty Dango. <laughs> I'm going to have a Legion of Pain after this when I wake up tomorrow.
1: <laughs>
0: it's going to be right. rough. You're negative, though, Chad, for Dynamite. Okay. We whipped a man on live television. Oh, my God. We completely fucking missed this. Yeah. We whipped a human being in handcuffs on national television. They did that to Cody, too. No, I didn't like it then, and I don't like it now.
1: So do you not like the Strat Match? The concept of strap
0: match the the concept of the strap match doesn't overly bother me because it's in the confines of a match it's like both people have the capability to do that they put a man who in order to become free of a contract in handcuffs and whipped him in the middle of the ring yeah i could kind of see some things that are wrong with that (laughs) (laughs) the way i phrased it was very specific (laughs) gotta be honest when i was watching it i didn't think of that (laughs) And I was just like, "Damn, MJF, such an asshole!" But then I, uh, Wardlow was just smiling, and I was like, "Oh, this is awesome." But I mean, they put Wardlow over really hard with that. But but holy me being shit. me, me being me, I could totally see where I would be too dumb to realize the bigger picture there. That's a pretty big negative of decision making in AEW being really questionable. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, when you put it like that. And that's makes, all I have to say about that. MJF the heel, that much more of a heel. I mean he already was, but just even more. I do wish they just didn't do the same exact stipulation they did when MJF and Cody had their match. It's kind of yeah. boring in that sense. But I I still thought that Dynamite was good. We're we're Yeah. I think we're out of lull season, like I said last week or 2 weeks ago, so Yep. Dynamite's dynamite's been good last couple of weeks, so that's good. Um wanna get his trivia quick trivia since we missed it last week. Yeah, I don't I only have 10 questions and they're not hard questions. I feel like NXT I went easy themed. on you guys. Oh man. All right. Joe has a chance to Joe has a chance to win here then.
1: Yeah, but it's early NXT before 33.
0: All right, Joe. I'm gonna let you start this week, okay? We're gonna okay. switch it up. All right. uh, Just for everyone's uh, situational awareness. Dylan has won four of the five rounds of trivia. Uh, You do have one time when you can use the multiple choice. I am going to be changing that up soon, though, where I give you the multiple choice for everything and change the point values, but we'll do that next time. Ooh, yeah. So this time you get one opportunity to go for multiple choice. Joe, are you ready? Yeah. The first belt made for the revamped NXT in 2012 was the NXT Championship. A tournament was held to crown the first ever champion, the tournament being won by Seth Rollins. Who did Seth Rollins defeat in the finals? Oh, that's so easy.
1: I, I was hoping you were going to ask who won the tournament. <laughs> uh... Come on, dude. You
0: got this. But at the same time, I hope you don't got this.
1: I might not have this. Uh, Seth Rollins. Oh, man, I might. I I knew this at one point.
0: You still know this. You just don't know that that you know it.
1: I still know this. Yeah. Uh, Even worse if I use my multiple choice and I still got it wrong. (laughs) Do it, dude. You won't. Sure, I'll use it.
0: No way. All four of the multiple choice were in the tournament. A, Michael McGillicuddy. B, Gender Mahal mm. C Bo Dallas or D Adam Rose. Mm-mm.
1: It's gender.
0: Jinder Mahal is correct. Yeah. Dude, that is not what I was gonna say. <laughs> I'm really? So glad. I was so glad. Who were I totally you? thought say? it was Big E.
1: No. Interesting.
0: That he wasn't even in the tournament. I know. Oh well, I don't, I didn't clearly okay i'm really glad you did that i would have looked like such a fucking idiot wow joe i wish you'd almost get that wrong just to watch dylan be a big dumb idiot <laughs> um i probably would have said bo dallas uh all right so joe got his first point or right, dylan are you ready i guess i'm not i'm i'm feeling very defeated already <laughs> before the end of the year 2012 seth rollins had already lost the belt who defeated Seth Rollins to become the <laughs> second ever NXT <laughs> champion? Biggie. That is correct. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> oh God, that was oh. that was good. Uh, as soon as you said Biggie, as your that's what I was going to say. I was like, I mean, I don't want to read him this question. Ugh. all right, Joe. In 2013, the NXT Tag Team Title debuted the British ambition were the first team to win the inaugural titles. Okay. That team consisted of Adrian Neville and whom? Uh,
1: Neville won it twice. Fuck. Uh, fuck. Simon Gotch was the second partner. I don't think it was Simon Gotch the first time.
0: Mm. I know who one of his partners was, but he's not British. Yeah, I'm
1: fuck uh, uh, I know this is not going to be right but I'm just going to say it, Simon Gotch incorrect that's his second partner
0: I'm only Dylan... going to say the partner that I know he was with because I don't know or at least that I think I know that he was with I have to stop saying I know things because clearly I
1: don't uh, Corey Graves
0: Corey Graves was who he won his second title with
1: Yeah. oh I was wrong oh never mind I know who Gotch was with a- yeah, a- was with Aiden English. English. Yeah. And the
0: Vaudevillains. Villains. Vaude villains. Uh, Aiden, Adrian Neville won his first one with Oliver Gray.
1: Who is that? Wow.
0: I don't know. I just know they won the first ever NXT tag team titles. You're a dick. You said these were easy. Some of them are really easy. Most of them are really easy. Well, I hope I got the easy ones again. All right. Dylan, are you ready? Yeah. The women's title also debuted in 2013. Paige very famously won the belt first, but whom did she beat in the finals of the tournament to win that belt? Multiple choice. A, Sasha Banks. B, Charlotte Flair. C, Emma. Or D, AJ Lee. Emma. That is correct. Whew. No more multiple choice, this and there are battle. only four questions in. This is a battle. This is good. I'm enjoying this one. All right, Joe. The first ever NXT TakeOver event aired in May of 2014. What was the main event of the first ever TakeOver? Oh, boy. Ah, uh, shit. I hope you say one of the ones I'm thinking of. I, I get can't even wrong. think
1: of two, two people that would have been. What? What was the? Can you ask the question again? The first
0: ever NXT TakeOver aired in May of 2014. What was the main event of this groundbreaking card? Groundbreaking. Uh, Interesting.
1: Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens? Oh.
0: That is incorrect. Damn. All right. I think Sami Zayn is right. Actually... All right, so I have three names in my head. It's Sami Zayn, Adrian Neville, and Bo Dallas. And it's one of it's the combination of one of those three people. Oh man. May 2014. I feel like it's not Sammy. I'm gonna say Adrian Neville and Bo Dallas. You are one event off. That was at the event prior to the first NXT Takeover. That was that arrival, which is not a takeover. Fuck. The first ever NXT takeover was Tyson Kidd versus Adrian Neville in his first defense. Oh fuck me. Okay. Well, at least yep. I was just just completely off. You were only. You guys were like splitting them because Sammy Zayn versus Adrian Neville was the next pay per view.
1: Yeah, because Sammy.
0: And then the next one after that was Sammy versus Kevin. So like y'all are all in the right time frame, but the one where Adrian defended it was the Tyson Kidd one. I would right. say again, you said these were easy.
1: Maybe were I lied. Back, then they might have. You definitely two. lied.
0: All right, <laughs> Dylan, are you ready? Yes. Held on September, held in September of two thousand and fourteen. What was the name of the second NXT Takeover event? NXT Takeover Fatal Four Way. That is correct. Holy shit. Let's go.
1: I would have gotten that never.
0: <laughs> Alright, Joe. NXT Rival featured the first ever NXT Women's Fatal 4-Way match. Who won this match, becoming the third ever NXT Women's Champion?
1: Third ever NXT Women's Champion. Fake
0: mm. I believe in you. Use your second multiple choice.
1: I don't have a second multiple <laughs> choice. <laughs> um, when when was this? Was that part of the question?
0: It was not, but it's in
1: early 2015. Okay. Charlotte lost the belt to.
0: Please get this wrong. This is like one of the ones I know. Charlotte lost the belt to Sasha. Fuck. That is correct, Sasha nice. Banks.
1: Technically, nice. I could have been right if I said Charlotte, because the second NXT Women's Champion was uh, well, I vacant. wouldn't have been right, but yeah, the second one is vacant, just like no, the new wait. NXT Women's Tag Team Champions are is are yeah. John Shout out to Vacant for another <laughs> championship win. Well, what's the vacant score? Must right have taken, taken the taking the title off of John Laronitis because he was maybe they're tagging together. Oh, possibly. Yeah. What's the right. score?
0: Three to two, you. Damn. What question number is this? Six or eight? Eight. Oh, shit. All right. Dylan, at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn, the NXT (laughs) Championship was defended by Finn Balor against Kevin Owens in what kind of match? Ladder. Final answer. That is correct. Woo! Yes, boy! Joe, in 2016... NXT began with a bang with NXT TakeOver Dallas. He said bang. <laughs> <laughs> bang. Who began the longest reign in NXT Women's Championship history with her win at that event? Asuka. That is correct. Okay, now I see where these easy ones come in. The more recent they get, the easier they become. Yeah, because yeah. y'all watched all of those. The ones at the beginning. Y'all didn't watch Jinder Mahal versus Seth Rollins. <laughs> no,
1: none of all. Why would I want to watch that? I did watch Jinder Mahal in his WWE championship run.
0: We've already mentioned it once before you got in here. So now it's twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've also added the the thing that the another thing that we hate that we hated that we talk about way too much is um, fuck. What was it called? The pay-per-view uh, capital carnage capital carnage. <laughs> All right, Dylan. I think I won, right? No, if you don't get this right and he gets it right, it would be a tie. Do you have a tiebreaker question i don't what the fuck? all right so i, have I can to i right. can pull one up real quick and we can I have go to get for this it right that's fine i have Jeopardy to get style right. yeah we could go like back and forth until someone 1 gets 10. one on how how hard is this next question you'll figure it out when i ask it just let me fucking ask it <laughs> all right dude i don't know what you're waiting on nxt the end occurred in november of 2016 featuring featured what tag team becoming the first ever two-time nxt tag team champion you've got to be fucking kidding me oh no 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 there's so many tag teams that come to mind here at the end of 2016 november yep
1: the revival
0: that is correct Thank started God. the
1: the the golden era, or one Thank of the golden eras of NXT, was the revival and DIY, DIY. Yeah, from dude. them, and then authors of pain, and they had that Chicago ladder match. Oh, well, yes, even sir?
0: before that, they had American Alpha in there too. Yeah, the
1: American Alpha match. I was trying to think
0: of who American Alpha wanted off of, and I was like, all right, yeah, it was the revival, so it has yeah, to be them.
1: That was the first golden era of NXT. Well, that does it
0: for trivia, um, and the show. Joe, do you have anything else you want to add to the show that you weren't here for?
1: Can't wait for Hell in a Cell. Just like Hell in a Cell with The Fiend and Seth Rollins. I was so excited and I don't want to be let down like that. God, damn it. Just remember How the cell's going to be that? red again. And it's going to suck.
0: But yeah, that, uh, that rounds out the episode. Uh, next week we have predictions? Yes. Yep. God. Yeah, predictions for Double or Nothing, right? Mm-hmm. Fact. Fuck yes. Yeah. Next week predictions for Double or Nothing, the Go Home show, for, uh, shows for Rampage and Dynamite. Uh, more build to Hell in a Cell, and NXT. Ta- uh, not Takeover. NXT in your house on Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. It's gonna be great. We'll we'll see if Joe shows up next week. We're happy he was here this week, and. That's all I got. We have been, or uh, as always, you can follow us on Twitter at DTRustlePod. We have been the Drunk Dudes, Dylan and Chad and Sober Joe. And we'll catch you on down there.